Soul Recovery is not just this podcast. It is a community. And each month on the first Monday, we get together on Zoom to support each other. I give a topic, then we break into small groups. It's a powerful way to be seen and witnessed and heard and supported through your own soul recovery journey. This is free to attend and open to everyone. Go to the website to register. The next one is May 6th from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Also, in June on the 8th and 9th is an in-person soul recovery retreat in Lafayette, Colorado. This is going to be a weekend of incredible transformation, learning how to use soul recovery in your life and to leave that weekend transformed. Visit the website for more about what to expect and how to register. Enjoy the episode. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and this is the Recover Your Soul podcast, a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life. I started RecoveryYourSoul.net after having profound changes in my life from my recovery of alcoholism and control addiction. I was guided to share the tools and principles of spirituality and soul recovery and help others to transform their lives as mine was transformed. For us to overcome external circumstances, we must first turn the attention to ourselves, focusing on inner change. Outer positive results in our lives will follow. As a spiritual coach, I can support you on your path to make real changes that will bring you a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. Visit the website recoveryoursoul.net to book coaching sessions with me, read the blog, listen to some of my original music, subscribe and receive email updates. I think of Recover Your Soul as a community. Follow us on social media and join the private Facebook group to support each other and connect. I know that together... We can do the work that will recover your soul. Welcome back to Recover Your Soul. If you are here with us for the first time, I say welcome. And if you're returning, I just say thank you so much for continuing to be on this journey with me to recover your soul. I know that for me, when I'm talking to you, I'm talking to myself. And what I'm sharing with you is all of the information and tools that I've gathered up over the last 20 years of being a New Thought student, and especially the last three and a half years of recovery, recovery from alcoholism and control addiction. And I realized that I want to share some of the changes, the nuances, the little ways that you can make big differences in your life. And the main thing is taking away the need for other people to respond back to you for you to be okay. For us to let go of control of the need to control other people or circumstances outside of ourselves for us to be okay. I've said in the past that I used to say that I'm only as happy as my least happy child. And with great pride, I had this piece of me that thought, I have to model, reflect back, be whatever that least happy child's emotions are, and hold that. And so I had a child that often wasn't okay. And so I wasn't okay. And so I used alcohol as a way to try to feel myself up and feel better and kind of damp down those feelings of unhappiness and out of control life and unmanageability. And as I've done this work to allow myself to be okay, even when the circumstances around me aren't okay, even when my least happy child might be an unhappy child, 
or my husband might be having a hard day, or there might be stress at work, or there might be complications in the lives of my friends, that I can still hold my space of myself and be okay. Doesn't mean that I'm always happy in it, but it means that the foundation of who I am, the strength of who I am, isn't responding directly to everything that's going on around me. So what I've been thinking a lot about lately in this topic is comparison, that sometimes we can look at other people's lives and we've kind of let go of the control of their lives. We've done that part, but now we're looking at other people's lives and we're comparing our lives to theirs and deciding if we are of value or if our life's okay based on what we think their life is like. And this is especially true with social media. This is especially true with social media. It is so tempting to scroll through your Instagram or your Facebook and think that what you're looking at is real, is actually what people's lives really are. And most of us would never put on Facebook or Instagram a really hard day or a picture of us crying or feeling despair or feeling terrified about our job or about finances, the stuff that's real, having an argument with your kids or your husband. And some people do. Some people on Facebook in particular can be very out there in what's happening in their lives and wanting feedback and wanting support. And some of that's okay and some of that's equally as unhealthy. But when we look at using those references to reference our own lives, we're actually not looking at what's real. Even if those lives were as wonderful as they seem to be, which I'm reminding you they're not, why should we be using that as a reference for ourselves? What I teach in soul recovery is taking responsibility for your own happiness taking responsibility for your life, letting go of the victimhood, releasing the past, letting go of the need to feel like somebody else needs to be there for you in a way that is going to fill you up the way that you want, letting go of those expectations. But that also means that we let go of the thinking that our lives have to look a certain way. I know that I had a friend, a childhood friend that I didn't have a friendship with as we were grownups, but that I could see on Facebook. And she was one of those people that could just put together the most amazing parties for her kids. And every holiday was decorated incredibly. And it was it was amazing. It was as if she could have been on one of those shows where people are making these amazing, elaborate decorations. And it was so beautiful. And I loved looking at them and thinking how incredible for her family to have these beautiful parties with themes and costumes and everything that went with it. And when I compared myself as a mother, I thought, oh, I'm not doing a very good job. I I should, that bad word, I should be doing a better job at decorating my home in the same way that she decorates her home. But you know what? Decorating my home and throwing parties like that is not my gift. 
And I think that we forget that we need to look at our own gifts, not only our own gifts, but the things that light us up, that give us spark, that really have fire in our bellies as the motivator of what we do going forward, not so much what somebody else is doing. And if I'm inspired by those decorations, and I think to myself, I want to do that, and then I start doing it, and it lights me up and fires me up, then I've been inspired to do something different that maybe I wouldn't have done before. But when you come from the place of should, that you should be like somebody else, you should have Christmas and holiday decorations the same, you're actually diminishing yourself and you're giving your power away to something outside of yourself. I talk all the time about how we don't have control of anyone else or anything else outside of us. And we don't want to be handing our power over to anyone else in the sense that we're coming from a place of needing to be approved of by somebody else. I think that social media can also be dangerous because we look at the number of thumbs up on a Facebook post, the number of hearts on Instagram post. It's so easy now in the way that media is to want that level of attention, that level of attraction, and that can become the way that we feel filled up. But what if you don't have a million hits? What if you don't have as many thumbs up as somebody else? Does that mean that you're less than? No, no, it doesn't. But we go there every single time, every single time we go there. I can raise my hand and say that I absolutely can get caught up in how many episode downloads there are, partially because I want to know how I'm touching and affecting people. And every single time I look at those statistics, my heart fills up and I say, thank you, thank you, thank you for being on this journey with me. Thank you for being part of my community. Thank you for choosing to be with me, to spend time with me. Really from the depth of my heart, I say thank you. And I can catch my ego wanting to say, oh, popularity. And then I remember my humility. And I remember that I have been guided to do this, not to be praised, not to have a pat on the back, but because this message, this taking soul recovery and taking responsibility for your own life will bring so much happiness and healthy lifestyles, healthy mind, healthy heart to people. And when people are ready, they will come and listen. And we all will find the parts of our lives that inspire us if we go out looking. And it's different for every single person. So when we're comparing ourselves to somebody else, we're really, we're really letting go of who we are. We're giving that power away to somebody else instead of taking control of it for ourselves. So does that mean don't go on social media or post things? Of course not. But you want to have your mind be right when you're doing it. You want to have your heart and your soul come from a place that isn't needing to be fed from there. And we know that it's addictive. We know that it is actually an algorithm that is on purpose to feed us what we can't stop scrolling through. 
that both Facebook and Instagram and actually all the social medias have programs that drive us to know they've learned who we are. And so it's feeding us who it thinks that we are so that we won't let it let it go. There's actually a great Netflix documentary called The Social Dilemma. And if you haven't watched it, it really talks about how the algorithms, how the algorithms work for advertising and for us all to be really trained (laughs) to be addicted. So just like any addiction, just like alcoholism or food addiction or sex addiction or shopping or porn or whatever the addictions that are out there, our phones and the need to be looking at social media are equally as compelling. And I find that I use the tool just like I did when I quit drinking. Can I not drink for an hour? Can I not drink today? Yes, I can. I cannot drink today. I don't have to think that I'm never going to drink again. I'm just going to not drink for today. I can do that. And sometimes it was, can you not drink for an hour? Can you not drink for five minutes? And sometimes I find myself doing that with my phone. Can you not pick up your phone for five minutes and check and see what's happening out there? And the comparison. I think we not only compare ourselves in social media, but we compare ourselves to our friends. We compare ourselves to our coworkers. We compare ourselves in so many ways to judge if we're okay. Are we wearing the hip clothes? Do we have the current lifestyle? Do we have the nice car? And I encourage you to take a step back. Take a step back and remember that that happiness that you're looking for can't be found in items. It can't be found in outside circumstances. It's not a material feeling. Sure, the car's going to make you feel great when you first get it, and then you drive around in it, and then you get used to having a nice car. You get used to having a nice handbag. You get used to having whatever it is that you decided would make you happy because that initial feeling wears off. Happiness and joy can be long-term, can be felt deep in your heart long-term when you start to detach the need to have it be because of something or someone. And it doesn't mean that you can't have the nice cars or the nice house or the nice clothes or the nice job, but it can get you off track if that is what makes you happy versus the internal happiness. So one of the things that I love is thinking about that there's enough. There's the, the game theory. And the game theory says that you're either playing for someone to win or you're playing for everyone to win. And in general, in our society, we're playing for somebody to be the winner, which means that somebody else is the loser. And that's actually how advertising and this comparison thing works. If they have this, then I lose. But what if we shift? What if we shift the paradigm to there is enough for everyone? There's enough love for everyone. There's enough money for everyone. There's enough business for everyone. If we cooperate with each other, if we share with each other, if we are in communion with everyone, then it only expands. There is enough for everyone. 
that it isn't about if you have it, then I can't have it. That if we look at somebody who has gotten a promotion or doing something that is inspiring or making incredible decorations for their family and posting it, and that inspires you, that inspires you to say, if they can do it, I can do it. If that fills you up, if they can have a promotion and they worked hard, I can have a promotion because I'm working hard. Instead of having the feeling that you're not enough, you're less than. What if we started really, really moving towards looking at somebody who has something that inspires you instead of comparing? That you too are as equally as wonderful, equally as brilliant, equally as talented. Now, what are your gifts? It may not be in the same gift. You can't be a professional singer if you don't sing well. Singing is one of those things that just comes to you or it doesn't. You can train your voice, but not everybody has that tone. Not everybody has the ear for singing. Not everybody has the skill for painting or for drawing. I'm not very book smart. I can't do so many things that are technical in terms of writing or math or any of those things. And so when I look at somebody who is designing or building or is an engineer or is a mathematician or a scientist or a professor, I have so much admiration for them. But I can never be those things. But I can be inspired by them. Or I could compare myself and say, I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I don't have enough. I could never do that. I'm not smart. And I've stopped doing that. I want to allow myself to see the beauty and the wholeness of who I am with the skills and the talents that were given to me in this body, in this soul, in this lifetime that are uniquely mine, not to be compared to anybody else, not to be somebody else's life, but my life. And the more that I've let go of needing to be what I quote unquote should be for somebody else, the more I've grown into me. And I want you to grow into you. I want you to take a look the next time that you're on social media and start to switch from, oh, it looks like they're having so much fun. I'm never having that much fun to what is inspiring me to have more fun. And if you see people hiking and taking great pictures of the outdoors and that sparks you, get outside. Find a way to go out and have those walks, have those times where you can go hiking with friends. I think that we don't give ourselves a chance. So often we're putting everybody else first and we've got to please everybody else and make sure the family's taken care of and make sure work's taken care of. You need to fill yourself up too. I always think of it as spiritual buckets that kind of in Fantasia, how he's walking with the stick, with the buckets slopping on each side, and that we're walking with these spiritual buckets. And there's holes in the buckets. And every time someone says or does something that's hurtful to you, it's adding another hole to your bucket. But you fix the holes. 
And then you go and you fill your buckets back up with spiritual food, with something that enlivens you, something that is inspirational to you, something that really gives you your juices back. It fills up those buckets. And then something else comes and puts a little ding and a little hole in your bucket. And eventually it's depleted if you don't fix the holes and you don't go fill it up with more spiritual nutrition. So when you look at the things out there that you find yourself wanting to compare yourself to, whether it's social media or in the real world of the people that you know or in the business that you're in, can you change it to there is enough for everyone? And if they can do it, I can do it. That I'm control of my own life and I can let go of somebody else's life and I can let go of the need to please other people. I can let go of the need to be what other people think I need and should be. Your life is uniquely yours. And every day, even the hard days are precious gifts. When we walk through that darkness, the light on the other side is even more beautiful especially if we lean into it and can really see it. So you don't need to compare yourself to anybody else. You are beautiful and perfect and magnificent just as you are. There is enough for everyone. There is more than enough for everyone. It is unlimited. Our lives are abundant and full in nature when we are willing to see it that way. So those are my thoughts for today. Until next time. Namaste. Thank you for listening. I hope this episode offered you some tools and guidance and inspiration on your journey to recover your soul. If you'd like some support and encouragement with your soul recovery, book a coaching session with me. When you are ready for change, it's amazing what can be done in just a few sessions with some support. There's never any long-term commitment. This is your personal journey, and I'm just here to be a guide and assist you in connecting with your fullest and happiest self. Go to the website, recoveryoursoul.net, and there you can find out more about me, book your coaching or spiritual counseling session, subscribe to receive our email updates, listen to some of my music. I have some originals and I've had various bands over the years. You can also read the blog that includes stories and insights from the Recover Your Soul community. I want to thank you for supporting the production of this podcast. Every single donation makes such a big difference. And you can donate on the homepage of the website. Also, by following, subscribing, reviewing this podcast on your favorite platform, you're helping to spread the Recover Your Soul message. I hope that you'll follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and even join the private Facebook group and become part of our transformation community. Share who you are. Share where you're from. Share your story. Let's all connect. Until next time, namaste. The Recover Your Soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions. It's based on the opinions and experience of Reverend Rachel Harrison. Recover Your Soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability, loss, damage, or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use. Applications or interpretations of the information represented herein. Take what you need and leave the rest.